Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. Hey guys, today we're talking about a popular topic of what to eat, what to consume pre-workout. So before a workout, what should I be eating? What should I not be eating? And those are the questions that we aim to address here in today's show. And if you've ever wondered what you should be eating before a workout, uh, that's, that's something that get asked all the time. And although you're not, although what you're consuming pre-workout is important, most people struggle with knowing what's best for them and their specific goals because there's no right answer. There's no one size fits all approach, but what you eat around your workouts should look much different if your goal is say losing weight versus performing at a high level. And that's where many people get so confused. So today we'll talk about what you should be consuming pre-workout based on your situation to help you reach your health and fitness goals even faster. So what we consume or don't consume before a workout can be a big determinant in your success inside and outside the gym. And if your goal is weight loss, but you're eating for athletic performance, you're going to fall short of your goals. On the flip side, if your goal is athletic performance, but you're eating to try and lose fat, you're going to crash and burn in your workouts. So it's important to make sure that what you're consuming matches your actual goal. I know it can be confusing to try and make sense of what to eat when to eat it, what not to eat, and when it comes to uh, pre-workout nutrition. But I've worked with a lot of clients on this subject, and in some cases, a small tweak can go a really long way in performance and how you're feeling and how you're looking. And for others, it takes much more experimentation, trial and error, and trying to work through little tweaks to find out what works best. In my own journey, I used to always follow the conventional advice that says you need to eat within a couple hours of training and then eat a smaller, more easy to digest food within say 15 to 30 minutes of training. And this is popular to say, have some complex carbs and uh, a square meal further out from training. And then as it gets closer, I consume something that's quick, high in energy, easy to digest. And for me personally, this led to a lot of indigestion when I was training and actually poor performance. My body just didn't seem to run good on this style of eating. And over time, I actually found out, at least for myself, that fasted training or at most a small amount of some type of shake or liquid form of nutrition was best for me pre-workout, both for my digestion and my performance. And 
this isn't going to be the case for everyone. Everyone's going to need to take a slightly different approach and find what works for them. And this from, for myself personally, took a lot of trial and error over the years to find out that, hey, I actually do well when I don't eat anything before. If it's later in the day that I have uh, something in liquid form that helps to fuel me and uh, keep me from, you know, breaking down too much in my training, but still giving me the proper amount of energy I need to reach my goals. And today I want to give you guys some practical steps to start to dive into an experiment of your own, because that's really what it's going to take. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is how to, uh, how to consider pre-workout food specific to your training goals and how to make sure you know in a way that's in line with your goals. And then I want to get into how different types of training should influence what you're consuming. And last, to leave you with some possible ideas to play around with just to see what works best for you. So let's dive on in here. And first, let's talk about, let's say your goal is trying to lose fat. So if you're trying to lose fat, I want you to at least consider fasting if the workout is light or moderate in, in the intensity that you're performing it in, or if you're training earlier in the day. So that's something that fasting, as in eating nothing before, can be very beneficial if the goal is simply losing fat. Now, you'll, we'll get into later that this isn't ideal if you're trying to put on muscle or build muscle, but if your goal is purely fat loss, a fasted workout can be beneficial if intensity is low enough or if you're training early in the day. If you're training later in the day, try a light mix of some fat and protein a couple hours before. So still go light on the carbs. If you are going to choose carbs, aim for more complex carbs over simple carbs like, say, sugars or fruits, or just keep them out of the pre-workout altogether if your goal is fat loss. You don't need the carbs like you uh, think you might, and especially if your goal is purely fat loss, uh, this is something you're going to have to play around with, but you can get away with less carbs than you probably think. And uh, just quick, quick uh, disclaimer with any of these. First off is not specific advice, so make sure that uh, you're working with someone specifically if you do have, uh, if you're really trying to dial this in or if you have any underlying health problems. Uh, but second, make sure that you're given enough time to acclimate. It's something that a lot of times people try and expect that they're going to make a change one week and all of a sudden they'll feel better. Uh, you have to give your time and your body time to adjust. So a couple things to keep in mind when we talk about all these things. Uh, so if you're training for, maybe you're not training for fat loss necessarily, you're training for muscle building. So you're trying to build muscle, hypertrophy, put on some beach muscles for uh, whatever, whatever season you're in. Uh, if your goal is to build muscle, you have a little more flexibility on what you're consuming. If you're already fairly lean, you can typically get away with some higher carb options prior to training to help you feel your workout. People that are leaner tend to uh, tend to do better with with carbs or body processes carbs better if you find that you're trying to build muscle but you also naturally carry more fat then you might not want to go as heavily on the carbs the amount of carbs and calories you're consuming before should directly correlate with your training session as well so if you're doing a two-hour intense lifting bodybuilding circuit training style session then you might need before or uh, even at sometimes during your training some more fuel some more uh, food or drink before and during your training to make sure that you're uh, sustaining that. Now, if you're doing 30 minutes of some light weight training or even just uh, some you know, low rep strength training, general movement or mobility work, maybe some yoga or something, you can get away with less before your training. So keep that in mind. Make sure that what you're consuming matches what training is upcoming. 
So lastly, on the training side of things for the people that are training for performance and here we're talking about the higher ends of performance. So maybe athletic competition or not competitive and say like CrossFit sport or some kind of similar style thing. Uh, if you're running a, you know, you have a marathon or half marathon or something coming up, this would be more on the higher ends of performance that we're talking about more so than the day to day. But I don't think most people would fall into this category. Even if you're competitive at your local gym or your group classes, uh, don't assume that you're in performance if your goals are actually, and be honest with yourself, if your goal, goal is actually to lose weight, to look better, you're probably not going to fall into this category, but still want to touch on it nonetheless, as some people will fall into this category. So there are certain things to consider when training for performance, and just know that this can sometimes conflict with what's best for your general health. But not always the case, because other factors, uh, other lifestyle factors, other nutrition factors, if those are properly managed. Uh, they can coexist, but know that sometimes if you're uh, if you're opting for performance, you might have to sacrifice a little on body composition or on longevity of your health. If if that's what you're choosing, that's totally fine. Just make sure that you know that there are some trade offs in these cases. So here you want to make sure that you're peaking at the right time, especially if we talk in terms of a certain training session or a certain competition. The window to start dialing in nutrition really begins at least 24 to 48 hours beforehand and sometimes even a week before. If, uh, some schools of thought believe that it can be good to taper your carb intake for the week leading up to when you're looking to be at your best and then within the uh, day or two before loading up more carbs to really replenish muscle glycogen stores and make sure that you're peaking at time of the competition. So also, generally speaking, you want to move from more complex carbs further away from competition or training that you're trying to peak for, and then move to more simple sources as you get closer. So think things like whole grain or rice, uh, quinoa, some types of similar foods like that further out, and then closer to competition or even if you're talking within the, the hour, 30 minutes before, things like ripe bananas, white rice, potato, simple sugar, things that uh, are similar as it gets closer. And for those that are training or competing for over an hour, if you're in some intense activity, if you're doing a, you know, intense multi-hour run or event, then you might want to, might be a good rule of thumb to have some simple sugar type carbs or some uh, easy to digest fats to consume during your training or competition as well. And typically in liquid form for this, uh, supplements tend to work really good in these cases. Now, if we're talking, if you are trying to perform regularly day in and day out, if this isn't a competition that you're necessarily peaking for, then this is something you're going to have to continue to tweak. There's so many other factors that won't be able to get into here today to consider in terms of both your pre and post-workout meals, as well as other lifestyle factors. But in general, more carbs and more calories are needed for your goal when we talk performance. Now, like I said, many people won't have to worry about this level of detail and experimentation, especially if your goals are just to be strong, fit, and healthy, like most of us are out there. Uh, so last thing in terms of the uh, training side of things, if you are training for longevity, then the combo of some fasting and or low-carb approach leading up to training uh, can be a really good thing to experiment with. And when you pair this with a reasonable amount of intensity and volume, it's going to be a really great and powerful combo for longevity, at least in terms of uh, some of the uh, some of the things coming out in terms of managing inflammation, uh, managing some important health markers. Now, if training fasted doesn't seem like an option, 
then a pre-workout shake made with some coffee and, and some collagen protein can be a good option to help preserve connective tissue, but help give you a little bit of energy and fuel for the workout while still trying to maximize longevity. So now that would be in terms of the goals of training. Now let's talk about how to make sure that your specific exercise you're participating in uh, is tied into what you're consuming around it. So if we talk things like cardio, some light or steady state cardio can easily be done faster or with minimal fuel for it. You want to, in those cases, get into your fat burning stores. So the more fat adapted you are, the easier that'll be. But don't feel like you have to have a bunch of fuel if you're going to go you know, do some light jogging, biking, or walking, hiking, those types of things. Now, if we're talking strength training, this one gets a little, little more interesting because with strength training, you can actually get away with less uh, food, less fuel than you think leading up to it. If your goal is purely strength at lower volumes of, say, powerlifting, if you're doing things like five reps or less, pushing the heavy weight, uh, you don't need as much carbs or fuel leading up to it uh, just due to the energy system that's used at those lower reps, higher weight. Now, if you are getting a more volume style training or bodybuilding style and higher volume training, like where probably most people tend to fall, you might need some more fuel to support that because in those higher rep ranges, as you're getting into the you know, eight to 12 range and stacking higher volume on top of that, then uh, that can be a little more difficult to do without the proper fuel in your system. Now, as we talk HIT training or high intensity interval training, uh, this gets a little harder for people to sustain high performance without having the right fuel or the right amount of fuel. So if your goal is performance, then as mentioned before, you want to make sure that you're fueling yourself appropriately before, during, and after. Now, if your goal is weight loss, beware with this. If you're eating higher carb carbohydrate or sugary foods leading up to it, thinking that it makes you perform a little better, it gives you a slight edge, and if you're doing that leading up to training, following training, that might be sabotaging your goals more than you think. It might be actually be hurting yourself more than helping yourself. Now, if you're relying on those, you might get a little boost in performance in the gym, but if that comes at the expense of looking the way you want, feeling the way you want, especially if you don't maybe process carbs as good as the next person does, if you store it as body fat more, then that's something you want to be aware of. So don't substitute that. Keep your eyes on the big goal if that is your goal. And, uh, Keep experimenting with that as well. So lastly, I want to just talk about some general ideas to start experimenting with. I want to leave you guys with as much practical things as we can uh, to experiment with. And like I said earlier, it takes a lot of experimentation, a lot of small tweaking to find out what works best for you. So a few uh, general rules of thumb and ideas here that I'm going to throw at you guys. Uh, just take the ones that seem to resonate and work them into your experimentation process. So first thing, uh, training low and competing high. So if you are trying to perform for an event, uh, whether that's uh, cardio in nature, whether it's lifting in nature, consider uh, training lower at times. What I mean by that is use less fuel, use lower, maybe lower carb type sources for your training to help your body adapt to it. But then when it's time to compete, make sure we talk more on the performance side of things. So adding in some carbs with that can really give you a big performance boost, especially if you're used to training without them. I want you guys to consider trying fasting, uh, fasting going into your training occasionally. Some people I run into a lot of people that really do well with fasted training. Now make sure that 
uh, not your first time doing it, don't go do a crazy workout. Make sure you're easing into this. Uh, but as your body adapts to this, this can really be a powerful tool from a longevity, from performance standpoint. So something to at least consider trying. Uh, in terms of your best pre-workout drink, think coffee. So avoid supplements, the ones out there, they work mostly because they have a ton of caffeine in them anyways. Uh, choose some coffee, choose some tea, choose something that uh, will give you the caffeine boost uh, without all the extra added stuff in it. Uh, if you are looking, so back to our performance conversation, if you're looking for some simple sugar options, think more whole foods, think quality foods than uh, junk foods or processed foods or things in wrappers. Think something like a uh, little bit of some ripe banana. Ripe bananas tend to do better uh, for quick energy. Actually, as they ripe, they become uh, more readily available fuel versus uh, as they're unripe, they tend to have a little more like prebiotic, a little more fiber with it. Uh, so just a little fun fact there on choosing your bananas. Other things like sweet potatoes, raisins are good options instead of going opting for the more processed foods. So if you are eating... Another uh, caveat with that, if you are eating close to training, so think within 15 to 30 minutes of your training, skip the fat with it. You want something that's quick, easy to digest, so don't pair fat with that. Fat will blunt a little bit of the uh, response that the sugar is trying to give. Now, if you're going to be training longer than 30 minutes, uh, if you're eating more than 30 minutes before when you're going to be training, then add a little fat to go in with your sugar to blunt that uh, blood sugar response. So if you don't do well with eating food before, uh, another thing to consider is trying some shake options uh, consisting of a high quality protein, maybe some creatine and some powdered fuel in the form of carbs or fats. It can be good for people like myself that don't necessarily digest food well leading up to training. Another thing to note is that carbs are not necessary to have before. And depending on how your nutrition and other areas look, you can get away without them altogether, especially when weight or fat loss is your goal. And this is a common myth that we need we need carbs to fuel. We need carbs uh, early before the workout. We need them during the workout. Uh, it's not the case. So try some things like nuts and seeds instead, uh, maybe some MCT powder, uh, uh, certain kind of fat specifically, or some fats that won't bother your digestion. So last thing here to wrap it up, give it enough time to actually experiment and see what works. You need to test things out for several workouts, several weeks before making a verdict on it. So remember to not change too much at once as you test. If there's one biggest mistake I see time and time again, people go from, and maybe they say they have a, a banana pre-workout to uh, totally switching up, changing, eating nothing before the workout and switching from strength training to high intensity training and adding some cardio at the end and don't change too many things at once. Pick one variable to change, change it, see how your body adapts to it and continue to tweak accordingly. So to wrap it all up, failing to figure out what works best for you to be consuming pre-workout can lead to not only poor performance in the gym, but also poor results in your health and fitness, especially as you're uh, working towards specific goals. So instead, make sure you're taking the time to really experiment and work through this. Everyone is so different, and there are so many other lifestyle factors that go into why or why you're not succeeding, but just keep experimenting and find what works best for you to eventually end up looking and feeling better than you have in a long time. And that's really what the goal is for most people that I work with. Uh, some have performance goals, some are looking to get out of you know, injury, get out of pain, but at the end of the day, we're trying to look better, we're trying to feel better for a lot of years to come. So if you are looking to improve your nutrition, to live a stronger and healthier life, 
head on over to the link in the show notes here. I have a link for you guys to download the five-day roadmap to living healthy, strong, and fit. And day number two specifically is all on nutrition, but the other four days will be uh, well worth the download as well. So go ahead and check that out, guys. Uh, that's free and listed in the show notes. And then as always, if you guys have any specific questions, um, my email is there in the show notes too. So I'd love to keep the conversation going. If you guys have any uh, suggestions, any content you want to see more of, or just any questions on uh, reaching high performance in your health, uh, make sure to reach out. Shoot me an email. would love to talk more. I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, go take some of this, apply it, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made for More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made for More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.